Okay, everybody, welcome to the Musical Splating Podcast. I am your host with not the most, the least, just a little host bit. host with some. So said the host with a little bit, Kava Teherian. <laughs> and I'm your host with a little bit more than him, Lindsay Oh, Ellis. shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> not the most, but more than him. Slightly more. <laughs> Slightly more. Uh, and today we are joined by, so here's the thing, Lindsay, you haven't been explaining enough. I yeah, feel. That's right. It hasn't been enough splaining on this podcast. It's true. And when we, uh, I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner, is considering splaining is the topic. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, as we were, as we decided on this topic, it was just like last night, I was like, holy shit, I, uh, I need to have my, um, you know, resident Wizard of Oz rec- expert uh, as a guest uh, who also, you know, is our, our a fellow in the podcasting world, so Hello. please welcome uh, Nella and Sarah. Hi, all. Welcome. Uh, Long time listener, first time splainer. <laughs> yeah, first time this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> nice to have you. We're uh, we're we're talking to you. Where you're over on the East Coast? Yes, I am. I'm in beautiful Flushing, Queens. Nella is the co-host of the Apocalypse Book Club, which is, uh, can you, you want to explain that? Sure. Um, so uh, my co-host and I, Raven, are reading all apocalyptic fiction in chronological order. And the subtitle of it might as well be, oh, eugenics. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was like, she was like, oh, good. I, I, I don't have, finally, I don't have to talk about eugenics. Yeah, so but then like, you got but... me talking about Frank Baum and that one article he wrote about Native Americans. <laughs> and and I, I really thought, I really thought this time, just this, this time. once, I could get away with not talking about eugenics. Nope. And here we are. Sucked <laughs> it's you back a thing. in. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> eugenics keeps pulling you back in. Can't get <laughs> away from it. <laughs> so, speaking of L. Frank Baum, this week we are covering the greatest of. He's the greatest. He's the host with the most. The Wizard of Oz. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you have to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. You find he is a wizard of a wizard, if ever a wizard of Oz. He's fine. <laughs> he's, a, he's a perfectly fine Wizard of Oz. He's acceptable. Ignore the man he's behind the curtain. He's acceptable, yeah. <laughs> he's an acceptable Wizard of Oz. Uh, but yes, we're continuing the classics, which was not necessarily deliberate. We're just sort of going train of thought here. And now we're going to do Wizard of Oz. It was going to be Newsies. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and then we were going to be like, yeah, let's do The Wizard of Oz. I'm feeling like, I guess we're I guess we're kind of in a comfort food phase yeah. of uh, the both the pandemic and the podcast. It's yeah. also good to just watch stuff that's like, you know, that were really famous movies that were important. Whereas yeah. Newsies is more of like a haha Christian Bale when he's 14. But that's basically. I, well, I mean, we're going to we're going to get it eventually. Because sure. the fact that we mentioned it, our Twitter is going to blow up with <gasps> Newsies. Oh, my God. When? <laughs> I mean, dust off your page boy caps. It's coming yeah, at this it's point. Kids. kids love newsies. You, you've put it out into the universe. Um, yeah, Bill Pullman. Anyway, so Wizard of Oz. Nella, I'm assuming you've seen it. Oh, have I? Uh, I've seen it. When I was six, I played Dorothy, even though I wanted to play Glinda. And when I was in high school, I played the Cowardly Lion. So uh, Okay. You, you played it from every angle, all yes. the characters. I, I just remembered that. I mean, we're going to have to find that, put that on Instagram, because I just remembered your Cowardly Lion outfit. And it is like the stuff of like busted Tumblr high school production it legend. One hundred percent was, and not only that, like it was. We we did that performance in the dead of winter. It was February, and I would have to run out in the snow because I was so hot in that costume under the stage lights. I thought <laughs> oh, no. I was going to like just plots. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> uh, those were the days. <laughs> it's good times though. 
I it definitely made me like really sympathize with the the people who were in the Wizard of Oz and the sort yeah. of on on set stuff that happened to them. Like at least it could have been worse. It could have been two degree burns. Like yeah, it, it's like a it's funny that the the movie kind of like almost makes fun of guilds and unions, considering all of the shit that went down that like <laughs> would not have happened if there had been a strong guild in place. All of the injuries, the poisonings, like the- just Margaret Hamilton. And oh like she having Poor to woman. put her foot down, you know. <laughs> and good thing she did too. Have you mm. got, have you guys uh, both watched it recently? I mean, I've watched it. It's one of those movies that I think you know how when you don't think you don't have things memorized, but you kind of have like their soundscape memorized sure. in the way that you know you watch things a million times as a kid, and you just you the sound of it is like perennially memorable to you, even if you don't necessarily know what the words mean. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of what I feel, because I remember that was one that I watched a lot before there were a ton of, like, Disney VHS options available. Yeah. We talked a little bit about this last week, or whatever, two weeks ago, when we talked about Sound of Music. It's sort of in that same category of always being on TV and everyone Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I definitely watched Wizard of Oz a lot more than The Sound of Music. I'd say probably on par with any like, you know, Aladdin or The Little Mermaid, probably more because I think because I my sense memory tells me I watched it more than the <laughs> Disney VHS <laughs> options Those that were some available. big numbers, too. That's high up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Noah? I mean, uh, it was one of the only VHSs my Sicilian grandparents had. So we'd practically be in Brooklyn every weekend because like Wizard of Oz transcended language. Like, so of course they had it. (laughs) And so, yeah, I remember watching that one a lot then. And I do have the DVD and I have like the two disc uh, remastered soundtrack. And (laughs) every once in a while I break that out. (laughs) Isn't it like the most seen movie or something like of all time? Like the most shown and That would make the most sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because people will talk, point to Gone with the Wind as like, a more, I, I guess, lucrative film in terms of like cash overhand, but yeah. I think way more people have seen Wizard of Oz because people don't really want, you know, you didn't watch Gone with Wind on VHS, you know. Yeah, yeah. And also, Wizard of Oz gets played around the holidays because it is, yeah. it is just the the movie that you can, everyone can watch, you know. Yeah, and you know, we'll just we could Google this, but we're just gonna assume. That's just yeah. <laughs> you know you what? Can correct us on Twitter. Right. So it feels right. So it's basically right. That's like you know, right wing YouTube. That's like, how truth You know, works. it feels right. So yeah, that's how truth works. By holidays, you're you're referring to Christmas and whatnot, not like Halloween or Fourth of July, right? Yeah, no, I'm like the like that the Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. to Christmas like. That was yeah, it. How do you pronounce it? Nauru's. Nauru's. Nauru's is <laughs> the, coming up. The, yeah, the Nauru's. That Nauru's, like, yeah. you know, crazy time. Whenever you break out the Wizard of Oz, every every Nauru's. It's a story of rebirth. It's a story no, of No, what's really year. sad is I, I got, so Kavi got me a very nice Christmas present, and I got him one, and I did the thing where um, I prioritized the East Coasters, because I'm like, <laughs> that will be, you know, it'll take, it, take their presents longer to get there. And then, like, Christmas came and went, and I didn't give anything to the Californians and so his Christmas present is still chilling on my kitchen counter and it is now a Nauru's present. Nauru's gift. Listen, your friendship is the greatest gift of all. The notes for this one are pretty bare bones because I didn't know what to say. It's fucking Wizard of Oz. If you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? It's it's kind of like talking about like trees. Just like this really like omnipresent like how do you you feel about the color blue? The the ocean is filled with water. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, look, it's like trying to find a man who doesn't know what, the, what an oar is. Once I find that person, I can finally rest. Like, 
All right, so The Wizard of Oz is a 1939 film adaptation of L. Frank Baum's 1900 children's fantasy novel, you guessed it, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Production on the film began when Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, in the year 1937, showed that films adapted from popular children's stories and fairy tale folklore could still be successful. But despite Snow White's business, they were still very bearish about the fantasy aspect. Uh, Mervyn Leroy's assistant, William H. Cannon, had submitted a brief four-page outline, and because fantasy films had not fared well, he recommended toning down or removing the magical elements of the story. I... Wait, what? (laughs) I don't hate scarves. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Lindsay! (laughs) Fuck, man! Somebody didn't read the copy before we started no. again. I, I, keep, I, keep, I keep putting landmines in. Waiting for it. it says I hate scarves, but I refuse to read that as I'm, as I'm, as I'm holding my scarf right now. I'm sorry, my young precious. Well, it was originally I hate Beyonce. That's going to get you hate crime. Oh my God. Yeah, seriously, I'll get murdered by Sarah of all people. Sarah will come in and kill me in my sleep. Um, I do not hate scarves. Uh, <laughs> his outline, the scarecrow was a man so stupid. That sounds like the scarecrow wrote the outline. In uh, <laughs> uh, his outline, the scarecrow was a man so stupid that only em- that the only employment open to him was literally scaring crows from cornfields. I kind of like that. Sounds that sounds like a great movie yeah. where he's just like so dumb he can barely speak. You can and just, he just goes, scaring Ugh. crows. Okay. Also in his outline, the Tin Woodman was a criminal so heartless that he was sentenced to be placed in a tin suit for eternity. Ooh. Oh, is that is that where that sci-fi hot take took it from? You mean the Alan Cumming the version? The Alan Cumming version, yeah. Well, instead, it well that's like a form of punishment they use in like the gritty like right story yeah. thing that they do, and and then they put a lot. Well, it's a Tin Man was like a it was like a, a it was like their like name a metaphor, for a police right? for like a, for a U.S. Marshal or something, you know? Like yeah. So oh, I just love this idea that like hit, the torture softened him and he's nice now. It's like a right? fucking it's like this the, the, dark and chastity gritty. belt or something. But yeah, like yeah. Your whole body. It is a very American, like, attitude towards, you know, punitive justice. Extreme. Just luckily they didn't kill him. It's more that the tin suit made him heartless, but he had a heart all along, you know. Uh, yeah, because I feel like that that's another question, because I that was another reason I wanted Nella on here, because she's read all the books, some of them many times. Because um, I think the thing about the books is they're a little more um, Narnia-ish yes, uh, than uh, I feel would be. Uh, you'd, you'd think just by watching this movie, like they're a lot more episodic. They're um, they're very portal fantasy, uh, and but you know, I guess there's more tied in with like the you know the real world and going back and forth. And it's it's honestly kind of wild to me that this movie never had a sequel because there were so many books. Right. What about Return to Oz? It wasn't a sequel. What does that count in terms of canon? Um, I think it was meant to be a sequel. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like a like a direct sequel with the same cast and everything, since ah. it was such a huge hit. Uh, it definitely took inspiration from the third Oz book called Ozma of Oz. Uh, and when you look at the books themselves, he wrote the first one, and he hadn't had a plan to write more of them. And then he mm. made a musical in 1902. What? Uh, yes, none of the music, <laughs> none of the music from this 30s movie has anything to do. But there was a stage musical of Wizard of Oz that Baum wrote, and he wrote music for, it, and some other guys wrote music for it, and it's bonkers and like holy shit like for example the wizard the 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 witch is just mentioned in passing 
And there's, uh, oh gosh, there's like, uh, first off, there's King Pistoria II, and his girlfriend is a waitress. And then there's a crazy lady who, she gets all the jokes. And then, uh, like, Linda shows up for a bit. And, like, there's, it's such a vaudeville take of Wizard of Oz. And as he, and it's actually the first time you get the introduction of the poppy field and of, like, Mm, um, having to sort of get around that. And then because he did the musical and it was such like a runaway success, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it went on tour. It was like just incredibly popular. That's when Baum thought, oh, maybe I should write some sequels. I'm getting a lot of fan mail, people wanting more stories about Oz. Let's do it. And then the second book is where you get the marvelous land of Oz where Dorothy does not appear in it at all. Oh, it gets an upgrade. Yeah. (laughs) And then after (laughs) that. From wonderful to marvelous. I know what that's like. I know that's like because of phantom podcasts. (laughs) Uh, But the thing I like about the books is that actually it really ties into like Dorothy comes from in the first book she comes from Kansas. And the idea of Kansas being a gray, depressing place sort of ties into the fact that like it's obvious her aunt and uncle were pioneers. They were trying to farm. Droughts Mm -hmm. came. It desiccated everything. They had no money. Like one, like it's described as a one room shack, you know, and the only bright thing is Dorothy's gingham dress and her laughter and her dog Toto. And it actually like her Aunt Em is described as when she first hears Dorothy laugh, it actually like shocks her so bad that she like screams a little every time she hears it because she's so used to this desolation and misery. (laughs) And then later on. That is apocalyptic. Yeah. And later on in the books, by the third book, the reason Dorothy ends up back in Oz is because she's on a steamer going to Australia where her uncle Henry went um, to try okay. and make money. And then a storm comes and she ends up overboard with a chicken named Belinna. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a then, oh, yeah, because that, that, yeah, with the chicken, that was in Return to Oz. Yes, the chicken Belinna, originally yeah. named Bill, but then the chicken decides, no, my name's Belinna, actually. Thank you kindly. Um, okay. And that's where you get the wheelers and that's where you get the weird, that, that, that. Fucking you know, wheelers, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I the wheelers and that's where you that get shit. the princess who changes her head Their instead heads. of her outfit. That shows up, and and that one, it's just like, well, she's just like this. She's not evil. She's just gaudy, <laughs> and like she just she doesn't want to do anything else besides sit in her tower and like have beautiful heads, and it's never explored, <laughs> ever. Weird. <laughs> yeah. How many books were there total? Oh, now you see. Now you're putting me on the spot. Uh, he oh, wrote, roughly, I believe, roughly. I believe roughly thirteen, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. Oh get wow! Told. So it's not like a couple. It's that's, that's a lot. After, You're allowed to Google it. After his, uh, fine, I'll Google it. I'll Google it. Oh, I wasn't um, sure if it was like three or four or something like, but that's that's uh, yeah, a lot. I didn't realize it was yeah, that Yeah, it's a lot more than Narnia. I think yeah. that's the thing about like Narnia is it is very like self-contained. Mm-hmm. I think there's only six Narnia books. Um, and, you know, I, I think, I, I don't know if it was like intended, but it is very like, you know, less open-ended, I think, than uh, the Wizard of Oz books, which just kind of went. Um, and they didn't have that big grand allegory, although... Um, I don't know about you guys, but I learned in high school that it actually did have a very big grand allegory that was like uniquely American. Did you did you get that? I no. did too, and it's uh, it's it's it, not. yeah because it's like the gold, the yellow brick road is the gold standard, and the silver <laughs> sh- yeah because they it's were like some going, conspiracy shit. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it's like, but I learned it in high school. Yeah, like uh, I think I learned it in AP American History. It's just like <laughs> it was like the, we were getting though. off the gold standard in 1900, and so the yellow brick road was about that, and the silver shoes were something to do with the silver standard. Uh, that's somebody, that's someone smoking too much weed and trying to write a paper before. Yeah, that sounds you know, like a YouTube deadline. channel. 
Um, yeah, so I know. I'm just like, how did this make it into high school? 14. <laughs> Baum wrote 14 books. And now, and then there's also a whole bunch of other c- continuation stories that, you know, have been written by other authors, but there's 14 that but he the himself core of actually it's 14. wrote. So, um, now, do you do you guys remember watching The Wiz growing up as well? I haven't seen any of these since I was little. I've seen The Wiz not growing up. Not growing I up. think it's pretty bad. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think it's pretty, uh, the rem- movie anyway. I remember it, but is that so? Was that still just sort of the same? I don't remember any of the story. Is it still? Did just- Jill Schumacher write the movie? I have no idea. I think he did. Yeah, it was like that's um, kind of awesome. It was one of his first jobs. I don't know because, like, I hear that like there are productions of The Wiz that are really great and really energetic. The movie The Wiz, which we will not cover, uh, <laughs> is like I, I don't know. It's very, it's very like odd. The tone is very strange and sterile, and uh, I, I, th- I get the impression that the director was kind of uncomfortable with the material. And Diana Ross is just so weird. Oh my in god, it, it was Sydney Lumet who's the though. director. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god, just, I didn't know that. I've seen it on stage, so <laughs> and I did like. Yeah, it I've heard, I hear I hear it's a lot more fun on stage because I think part of it is like just there's an energy to it that Sidney Lumet just did not capture. But the story is essentially the same as the regular yeah. Wizard of Oz. It's not like any kind of pretty much variation on it or anything. Yeah. Okay. That's the only other thing I could think of, other than obviously the original and Return to Oz, and obviously the Wiz. Mm-hmm. But beyond yeah. that, so there are fourteen uh, books originally written by Baum. And um, I mean, so it's considered America's first fairy tale, like in in the style of Alice in Wonderland and and, uh, Peter Pan and all those. And Mm -hmm. how he wrote it was, yeah, Dorothy would duck into Oz, duck out of it. By the third book, she's made a princess of Oz by uh, the the princess Ozma, who is the rightful ruler of Oz, and then they become best pals. And then, like, as the story continues, more children sort of fall into Oz. And and then Uh. there reaches a point in the story is where... You know, Dorothy it's actually child saturation. Well, where, where, where Dorothy <laughs> actually brings uh, Aunt Em and um, and Uncle Henry, and oh. then Ozma closes oh, the the borders of Oz. <laughs> and when you're in Oz, you can't die of old age. So, oh, okay. and then they just live forever in this magical land of Oz. Oh, cool! Yeah. Dorothy conquered death. Yeah, we her. conquered death, <laughs> which is but which is really funny to me because of course there's like a slight like the science of Oz and like well why does the witch like collapse into goo when she gets hit by water, which does happen in, in the Wizard of Oz. The, the original, yeah. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. And it's, one theory is, is because, um, and this was, and because Baum wrote the first book and then took a while and then started really concocting, like, what uh, Oz was like, there's a lot of differences. And mm-hmm. one of the things he originally had was that the witches were, like, so old, they were desiccated. They were being held together by magic. And so the idea is, like, it's kind of like, adding water to like a dried out husk like it then becomes gooey and slimy and gross oh, and so okay. so it's like those art restoration youtube videos where they're like we can't let moisture <laughs> Precisely. get into it or it'll so the witches were so old and held together by magic that water like just it ruined everything <laughs> water's what does that's it. good that's like some christopher nolan logic i like it it explains it <laughs> yeah and then later on it became that like well no one actually and of course, it's very like bomb, like because children wrote him letters and he'd have to like make up reasons why. And they were like, well, why are there old people in Oz? Well, because some people just have old souls and then they, they, they can't help themselves. But like they don't die. Maybe of they old left age. and came back. You know, yeah. they <laughs> they like they had a they had a gap year where they went to France and aged a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I like yeah. that he felt oh, the anyway. desire to write them back, too. That's kind of funny. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, the original producers thought that a 1939 audience was too sophisticated to accept Oz as a straight-ahead fantasy. Therefore, it was reconceived as a lengthy, elaborate dream sequence. That's basically it. And then we have a no, which is what? Wizard of Oz remake in the works at New Line with director Nicole. Yeah, they just Stout? announced it. The like, fuck here's is that the thing shit? about all these remakes or reboots or reimaginings is like they never, none of them ever really capture the spirit of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Somehow they all manage to skirt the fairy taleness of it. And yeah, I can't. Yeah, because it's like, what was that? That one Disney did a few years ago with James Franco. The, the yeah. Oz one, oh, the great and powerful oh Oz. Very powerful. And yeah. I Do you remember about how that. mad that one made me? It made me so mad, <laughs> so freaking yes, mad. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I think that's it. You said it. You said it. You explained it perfectly. As soon as I got to the point where it was just like. He falls in love with the Millikinis like witch, but then he meets the mm. Glinda witch, and like the other witch convinces her sister that actually he's stooping Glinda, and like and that drives her so crazy she has to take a potion to kill her heart, and then she turns green and wicked, and it's just like cause bitches, am I right? Like yeah, yeah, uh, it's very like boy crazy. <laughs> like everybody's fighting over that James Franco D. No, James like, Franco is not <laughs> worth it. He's not worth it, ladies. Like he's not worth Oz it. Oz Pinhead <laughs> is not worth it. <laughs> oh my god. When, that, was like, that was a little while ago, right? Yeah, that was like ago? six, seven years ago. Yeah, gone. Uh, uh, coming back to me now. <laughs> uh, I'm not excited movie. about this remake. Not that I would be the target audience for it as well. I'm curious. Do a lot of young people still watch it now? You know, I would imagine so. But I mean, you know, it's going to do the like looking at the camera, winking, Wink. sarcastic thing. Like we know, we know how cheesy it is. But hey. I mean, yeah. but the thing is, the books have such wonderful, stupid puns. They do. They have wonderful kid jokes. That's what makes them so much fun to read. Mm. I don't know how that's going to translate on the screen, especially if that's a spirit you're trying to capture or something you're trying to make fun of. Like, I, every time I hear news about somebody trying to do something, be it gritty or something new with Wizard of Oz, I'm just like, ah, I mean, I'll probably it's watch been it. Done. I don't know. I just think there's something fundamentally cynical about a Wizard of Oz remake. Yeah, Um, I'm going to remake the most popular movie ever made. Yeah. Fuck off. It's also kind of like there's a reason why we don't have a Gone with the Wind remake, and it's not just the racism. Like, there's some (laughs) movies you probably shouldn't touch because, you know, they were hit it out the park the first time. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to do it again. It's like like, there are things that are too iconic that, like... Uh, approaching them, and I feel like the same is kind of true for Snow White, which is another thing that should not be. I was re- I was rewatching that last night um, in preparation for this. Like I, I feel like Snow White really does kind of hit it out of the park in a surprising way, considering it was the very first try. Mm-hmm. You know, they were trying to merge these tones of like animated shorts with like this grand epic, mm-hmm. uh, which I think you know the Wizard of Oz expands on and is more sophisticated at. Because I think that's the other thing about uh, Snow White is it's it's kind of remarkable how nothing happens in that movie. Because <laughs> I was like about halfway through, I was like, wow, yeah, this is a really beautiful movie. I'm bored. <laughs> so ultimately, it's what, 39? Uh, yeah. Uh, Wizard of Oz came out the same year as Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of what makes it really interesting because, like, there's such different movies. Like, there are different links. I think Gone with the Wind might actually be one of the first widescreen movies. And because Wizard of Oz Super Mega was not. Um, uh, and, like, they, you know, were the two most successful movies ever made. Uh, actually, bad, uh, after Snow White, because I think Snow White was the uh, highest grossing film ever. 
um, until at the time. Two. Until, yeah, until these two came out. And Wizard of Oz was big when it was released. It was not like a yeah. thing that's yeah, like it was, over. It was just like... It's it's like imagine any movie coming out the same year as Titanic. Like it was yeah. it was huge, but it could not compete with Gone with the Wind because yeah. it was just such a juggernaut. Yeah, interesting. Do you guys think that the fact that it came out in '39 in the beginning of or not the beginning, but in the midst of World War II and all that has anything to do with escapism and people loving it or the context of when it came out? I think so. Well, I think it. I think that's why it's it's being adapted in the '30s had such an impact. Yeah, because when you think about the original book being written, it would have been a couple years after the start of the Great Panic of 1893, which was just an economic disaster, and especially for farming communities. Um, so that description of, of Dorothy being a small girl in a just a d- depressing, awful place of Kansas. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> it sounds like the Great Depression. It's not wrong. It sounds like. It's not wrong. Strikes, and the fact that Dorothy... I've driven through Kansas. ...as a character <laughs> is so, is so gung-ho and just, I mean... She's the kind of like child hero character who her entire shtick is, uh, well, that's awful. Guess we'll just keep going on. Like, mm. and now I'm captured by the witch and I'm having to do all these chores for her, but I'm not going to let her take my shoes. And she's very, <laughs> she sticks to what she has to do. She's not hateful. She's not spiteful. She's just very pleasant and polite. And she's got a bit of fun to her. And I think that's a character that people really respond to. Um, and the fact that then you're adapting this book that you kind of already know this character is coming from a depressed place and you adapt it in another depressed time. Look, do I think we could kind of do a Wizard of Oz in 2020? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I guess that's part of why I don't trust it because I'm but like, I don't trust a remake. Know, do I say it could be done? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like, it, it, I don't know how much that aspect of it would, I guess, resonate economically, but then again, never mind. You know, it's just like, just because we're not in an economic recession yet doesn't mean like we're not in like one of the greatest catastrophes ever, which maybe is why we, we, I was sort of like, hey, let's do Wizard of Oz. I'm just in a mood, yeah, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> just just something about the Wizard you know, of Oz. Now it would just be like Dorothy trying to escape becoming addicted to painkillers or some shit like that. <laughs> no, that's that's going to be like a get out of um, her house for quarantine. So she goes yeah. to Oz. <laughs> no, that. Yeah, that's that's the Tin Man's thing is he's addicted to painkillers. Oh, to no, that makes pain. more sense. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm um, so stiff. I can't move. Can't yeah, we just yeah, go yeah. back to the original story of he was just a wood chopper who fell in love with a girl and the Wicked Witch didn't like it because the girl was her servant. So she enchanted his axe so he would cut off bits of himself and he cut off so much that he cut out his heart. <laughs> As you do. I mean, you see, do you see this? I mean, obviously viewer can't see this, but I was chopping lemons the other day. And I got myself pretty good I, to the point where it's just like it's honestly tingling on on the on the end. I'm like, oh god, did I hit a nerve? A literal nerve? I mean, Public service announcement: Be careful when cutting lemons. Good sign. <laughs> um, if you lose feeling, see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, these 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 uh, preserved lemons better be worth it. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay. All right. Well, I think we should probably go watch The Wizard of Oz. What do you guys think? Anything else you wanted excited. to discuss? My body yeah. is ready. Your yeah, body's ready. <laughs> We're all friends of Dorothy here. We're all yes. friends of Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah, so we'll, let's go see Dorothy and her friends. There's all of no the friends of like Dorothy. Oz. There's no place like Oz. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you after this riveting ad read. Incredible. Yeah. There's a storyline. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by CuriosityStream a subscription streaming service with literally thousands of documentaries and nonfiction titles. And there are some really good ones on there. 
There's a Glenn Gould one I really enjoyed, and actually one about Charles and Ray Ames for all you mid-century heads. You can also get access to our streaming video service Nebula when you sign up for CuriosityStream using our code at curiositystream.com slash musicalsplaining. The Streamy Award-nominated Nebula is a video streaming platform built by and for creators, not disruptors, destroyers, troublemakers, botherers, or annoyers. So please, haters to the left. You're probably asking, why do I need Nebula if I've already got CuriosityStream? And uh, you know what? That's a good question. Intellectual curiosity is how we reach a more perfect union. So good job. So I'm going to tell you how it breaks down. Curiosity Stream is all about big budget nonfiction videos. And Nebula is a place for the smaller, independent, education type creators to try out new ideas that might not work out on YouTube. So think of it as like a Gilman or like a CBGB where you can say you saw someone cool and punk before they became mainstream and lame. Although... Mainstream is cool, too. There's no such thing as selling out, FYI. Anyway, with Nebula, you can see original, you guessed it, content from creators like Legal Eagle, Sarah Zed, and a certain Ellis of the Lindsay variety. So, get CuriosityStream and Nebula for only $2.99 a month or $19.99 for a full year. That's 365 days, which is almost how long we've been in quarantine, but that's a side note. Uh, you can get that by visiting CuriosityStream.com you guessed it, slash musical explaining. And once you use the code, you'll get a welcome email from Nebula giving you access to the goods. Okay, so Wizard of Oz, we all watched it. I yes. just re- refresh my memory real quick uh, because I have the memory of a fish, which apparently that's not even true, that fish don't have short memories. No, fish, fish actually have like really good memories. They actually test really high. Like they probably like get like a low, you know, 550s on the SAT. Okay, higher than me then. Uh, yeah. wh- when was the last time you guys said you watched this? I mean, probably in the last two years. Uh, this is a pretty constant rewatch for me. Yeah, it's just like my sense memory tells me that it's at least been on in the background sometime in the last five years. It's a pretty okay. good, you know, drunk comfort movie, if we're yeah. being real honest. I feel like I've, I've at least drunk watched it at some point <laughs> in the last decade or so. I literally don't think I've seen it since I was like six. Much like wow. when we talked about... Much like The Sound of Music yeah, where exactly. you didn't know that it's like an action movie at the end. <laughs> well, I just need to, I need to know off the bat, like, like what's what's the... What are you feeling? Now what am I feeling want? with it? Yeah. Did you guys... I was going to go into it. Do you guys want to do a recap? I guess Dorothy oh, yeah, gets yeah. swept up. There's a yellow brick road. She kills a bunch of witches, comes back. Oh, yeah. Okay, so The Wizard of Oz <laughs> is the story of... A a young uh, murderer named Dorothy Gale <laughs> who uh, gets swept up in a tornado after wishing to get away from her uh, stupid little farm because her stupid little farm sucks. Would it be murder or would it be manslaughter? Manslaughter. She's a manslaughter. Manslaughter. Yeah. So yeah, she manslaughters a hoe and uh, <laughs> then her sister shows up and is like, bitch, you killed my sister. And she's like, maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I'll kill I you. These, yeah, maybe I'll kill you, but I got these magic shoes. And then long story short, she does in fact manslaughter that other hoe. The <laughs> end. Yeah. Of uh, officer, I had no idea yeah. the water yeah. would melt her. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like officer, basic didn't necessity of yeah, life. Try, is it is it assault with a deadly weapon? If you don't know, it's a deadly weapon. That's a good question. You'd have to prove prior uh, intent. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Right? It's kind of like that's that's a thing. I mean, I don't know about assault with a deadly weapon, but I do know about slander. Yeah, and it's only slander if you know it's not true. Well, Correct. I guess the main question is: Did anyone know that all you need to do to take out a witch is walk? Because like the reason well, the Winkies did did oh well they knew that she was dead 
Like, <laughs> then why didn't they do it? Like, also, why was that bucket just there? <laughs> Look, sometimes no in castles you have fire hazards. Yeah. It's like it's like asking, why is that fire extinguisher there? Okay, I mean, look, when you have a fire hazard. Now say now the better chaos. thing to have is a bucket of sand. Chaos because then right what say you if it's a grease this is what fire? You, already have you don't throw water on a grease fire, sand is safer. <laughs> this is true. So, so really, there's probably like an OSHA violation for that water being there in the yes. first place. Is what I, I want to know who's going around refilling the water bucket. Oh, that's actually yeah. an even better point. Who had that job? <laughs> so, so I the other observation that I had was this movie is basically if they were to remake it, they should just call it Dorothy Wick. Because it all prompts about her going to murder a bunch of people who fucked with her dog. That's essentially the entire premise of you this. You have no idea how much more murder there is in the book. <laughs> you have no idea, my friend. The murdering is just like off the charts. Uh, yeah, Dorothy's like, oh, it's Tuesday, huh? And they you take out the wolves, dog. they take out bees, they take out crows, they, they take out everybody. a giant spider. Like, murder, murder for days. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the other thing about the dog is, like, that was, like, the thing I locked, I looked up at the, after I watched the end of the movie was, like, that dog has, uh, like, the literal dog, the dog actor, has, it. A, like, a it's bigger. Got it. <laughs> it's got a more extensive resume than all three of us combined. Dude, that thing <laughs> like, was, like, the best actor in the movie. That, it was, like, incredible. No, that dog was in, like, 8,000 movies. Yeah, I like, saw that, <laughs> And then you, the most tragic part, its grave was dug up by the by the what? building of a freeway, <gasps> and they had to put Freaking a memorial. LA. Yeah, yeah, because it was Fuck buried that. on, like, a ranch, and then that ranch got bulldozed over, including that dog's grave. Bullshit. Oh, my God. That's horrendous. Terry, Terry the dog. Yes, she died <laughs> in 1945. Actually, that dog legally had its name changed to Toto, and it was also, I believe, on her. <laughs> what, legally? It was a woman, yes. yeah. Wait, legally legally? Was yes. it, like, did it not, like, on her birth certificate, like it was emancipated <laughs> from her parents and just changed her name. Also, supposedly, it broke its paw in the filming of this movie, and it needed a stunt <clears throat> double for like the, the rest of the filming of the movie. We need to make a documentary about to- a, the dog. There is a biography about this dog called I Toto. <laughs> oh my god! So, so it's already been done. We can't even. Think. It's like you could have gotten in back into producing comedy, but oh my no, god. it's been done. It done been the did. Missed opportunity. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, so Judy right, Garland so coming in hot, coming in hot. Yeah, yeah that's a, that was another thing. Like um, going into the movie, a it's in four by three, which I'm not gonna lie and say it doesn't bother me because uh, oh, yeah. I was just like I, I like I was kind of hoping like I swear there are some like the DVD version does this thing where it like extends from four by three to sixteen nine, like it crops it when it turns into color and I was kind of <laughs> hoping that would happen and it didn't and I was like ugh four by three the whole way whole down timing. fine um, but also the fact that it starts with this disclaimer the same way Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs did yeah, um, yeah. where it's like we know it's stupid, y'all, but just bear with us. You know, we know it's fantasy. And I was just like, what? what was, Come on, what is, you cynical motherfuckers. Be young what at is heart, going for on? sake. Yeah, what is going on in the 1930s where everyone is, like, starving for fantasy, but... It's called the Great Depression. need a disclaimer saying, yeah, we know it's And fake. the rise of Nazism. <laughs> yeah, no, it was that's just... Very, it was, uh, that's very Roosevelt, right? He's like, you just got to sort of do your job and not get your head in the clouds and do your thing and, you know... 
can do attitude kind of shit. Don't we don't have time for those kinds of fanciful things like fantasy and stories. Yet he funded the art. So let's not <laughs> say that Roosevelt was going around with that sort of nonsense. Thank you Good kindly. For him. Yeah. <laughs> But also the fact that like uh, Judy Garland was like fifteen. Yeah, when that she was wild. This. Yeah, and because uh, like I think when she started, that was another nice thing about watching this version with the like uh, remastered sound was uh, like I you know I was chilling on the couch. You're and, all about that you know, Dolby sound. Yeah, my yeah. Did I mention I have a five, <laughs> five one system? I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on this podcast. I have a Your favorite. five one system in my living room. Um. So yeah, my husband was uh, making dinner and I she start singing somewhere over the rainbow and I just kind of offhandedly go like she's 15 and he's like yeah but she was dubbed right and I was like no that was her, her actual voice yeah that's her singing and like he who feels nothing and is impressed by like no man was actually like huh um so yeah I was just like I was kind of like that struck me how it was just like even like 70 80 years later you know that like her talent you know through, talent yeah. just genuinely shine yeah. through yeah yeah I I had a different reaction to it Right. And coming on the tail off the tails of having watched Sound of Music in which I remembered it being a kid's movie because it was so kid focused. Mm -hmm. And then when we rewatched it and saw I was like, oh, shit, there's actually a lot more of like an adult plot in this that I just hadn't seen. Max, don't you ever say that. (laughs) I felt I actually felt the inverse on this. Not that I remember Wizard Mm -hmm. of Oz being very like a sophisticated piece of adult fare, Mm -hmm. but I was surprised by how fucking young it skewed. Like yeah. if, if this no, was a, I feel the same way because yeah. I think my memory of it was that it was really scary. Like it was yes. definitely on the scarier end, kind of again, like Snow White. Yeah. And so it is kind of impressive that like it was as successful as it was considering that this was before the era of like the family film. Yes. You know, that there was like a, a, a way to skew or, or rather to like appeal to all ages. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking of like a, a, an audience now, like kids now, I don't think would be, I mean, I don't know. I think kids under a certain age would probably be on board with it. But like, you know, as, you know, I've got a niece and a nephew who are like, you know, seven and five. So I've seen sort of how they interact with these kinds of movies. And I think they would just be bored with this. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, I think it would be like very, I'm just guessing. I don't know. But I, I feel like it's too kitty kitty for them because they're more used to something that's like way more. You know, slap a dash like pa- <laughs> it's fast paced, I mean, like kind of moving. I get, I like, I don't know. You can never tell with kids, cause like, uh, yeah, like, like Angie's toddler said that like Peppa Pig couldn't hold her attention, but uh, Spider Verse, uh, she was saying, yeah, Spider Verse <laughs> and like Howl's Moving Castle, which are like both eight thousand years long, like totally did. So you can never tell with kids. And I think the thing with this was like it was a lot more zippy than I remember it, especially like that first act, where they're like, wow, okay, we're already in Oz, let's go, we're moving along. Um, yeah, we're moving right along. Uh, finally, in that Technicolor. Mm. Also, can I just say I. <laughs> I rewatched that transition like twice yeah. because it's so good. I love it's it. Good, it yeah, it's, it's a really good transition. Yeah. So I, like, yeah, they, they like, you know, sepied her hair and, you know, yeah. to make it like. Well, because it was a, the stunt double, they, they sepied <laughs> and they painted mm. the sepied. inside sepied. Yeah. And yeah, then the camera yeah. steps forward just enough that she steps out of frame because she's opening the door. And that's when. Uh, Judy Garland steps in. in yeah, they, they literally sepied her oh, hair and her dress cool. at the door. Yeah. I didn't know uh, that. So, yeah, so it was just like, it was even just like, I mean, it doesn't, it, you know, in, in our era of YouTube, it's not that sophisticated, but it's like one of those little tricks that you're like, oh, yeah, you had to do that back then because you had to, yeah, you had, you didn't have color grading back then. Yeah. So you well, had because to what like they that. would have had to have done is hand paint every cell sepia and the cost of that would have been astronomical. And yeah. then somebody on set went, 
wait a minute, we could just paint the set sepia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll film in Technicolor. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I just assumed they would have done it in green screen, but I guess that wasn't invented for another <laughs> 60 years. <laughs> but yeah, why didn't they just green screen it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mocap, hello. God. Um, the other thing I, I kept thinking too is like, what is to be mined from this by redoing it now? That was the other thing I kept thinking yeah. of. I know, especially because like, the benefit of like having that sincerity disclaimer at the beginning is then they can just go with whatever tone. Full hand. And yeah, and I think the thing that makes this movie work is that it is so sincere at the end. You know, when she's saying goodbye to everybody, like there's no like, oh, you, like, you know, it's just like, you know, we're just full on crying. I'm going to yeah. miss you, Scarecrow. Get out of the way, Lion. Fuck yeah. you. you <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> hey. Fucking annoying. It's kind of a, it's a level of sincerity, I think, is the reason at the end of the day, besides like all of like the iconic shots and music and everything, is like it hits this level of sincerity that like I, I can't imagine a modern retelling striking. Because another weird, it's like another weird um, parallel I was th- dri- driving in my head while mm-hmm. I was watching this was Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was th- that's the first movie I thought of when I was watching this. I can't tell if you're kidding. No, I'm, I'm fucking with you. No, I did not think of yeah, that. Yeah, but... I was well, I mean like I'm thinking about it because like that movie is a really stylistic, but B is allowed to be really really um sincere with its emotions in a way that you could not get away with if it wasn't so stylized. Mm-hmm. So cuz I think sure, part okay, of the reason yeah. that I like think of Mad Max Fury Road whenever I think of movies that are like really sincere in their emotions mm-hmm. is because like that stylism is so there. So like there is like never a moment where someone like looks at the camera in that movie and is like, like we're in a uh, weird fantasy world, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think like that's one of the most unique things about that movie in terms of movies that came out in the last 10 years is it's not super serious, but at the same time, it's also like not insincere. And like that was one of the things that I'm like, it's so hard to do that now. And I think that's part of why I don't think a Wizard of Oz remake would work now because I don't think they would have the courage, if you will, oh. to <laughs> to really uh, <laughs> allow themselves to go like hard on on the like deep sincerity uh, of See, the emotions. I feel like that there are some like uh, animation uh, showrunners that mm-hmm. could absolutely no, I agree. handle that. But, but this like, is a live action remake. I know. Well, that, like, that's what I was saying too. Yeah. <laughs> I As think a, a Wizard of Oz series that like draws upon what we find in the other books as well, and then you introduce Ozma and like t- and like all that stuff and Mombi and like, and then you bring back the wizard and he's just yeah. like uh, he's just your, your friendly neighborhood wizard and he he gets apprenticed to Glinda who is like the sorceress of the South with her all female army. You know, like there's a whole yeah. thing you can Whoa. do and make like a full series and bring in the, the the Gnome King. Although the Gnome King, whenever I watch Adventure Time and I look at the Ice King, I'm like. It's like the Gnome King. Like, but ice. is that where they got the inspiration for? It's you <laughs> might have to explain the Gnome King. Yeah, I don't know. This. The Gnome King becomes one of the big bads of the Oz books. He just, they live underground and they get jealous of everyone digging up their jewels. So they decided to attack Oz and he's just a big grump. And also he's terrified of eggs because he's convinced that they'll poison them and it, they're completely harmless. But they, it scares them. So, Well, I mean, water can kill in Oz. So, yeah, I know. so what, know what about eggs? eggs. I guess another note I had was um, the munchkin scene having like every little person in Southern California. In yeah, it. seriously. 
Uh, it kind of is like the other note I had was like Argo. Was like, it, it was like I thought that too. We're just like where you said there's like, yeah, basically every Iranian in Southern California was called. <laughs> was called. We were summoned. They put up the fucking bat signal and then everybody yeah. like came out. Which is ironic considering that was pre-Batfleck. Oh but also I think it's interesting that they found like three professional ballerinas <laughs> to be the lullaby league. Oh, right. I remember being scared of that whole sequence as a kid, too, because I think that was the first time I had ever seen like a little person in any context that like wasn't like, like usually in Hollywood movies. I feel like they would just use them in like weird costumes or something. Yeah, but, like Willow. Yeah. Or... But that was the first time I'd ever seen like a whole like society of little people. And I was like, what the fuck? And then their voices <laughs> can, are tweaked. And then they unionized. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> oh, look, and I just. Get, say how great it is that this movie has given us the single greatest gift of a song to sing when someone we hate has died. Yes, that's true. Like, true. I don't fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> By Big Sean. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. Like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's perfect. It's mm, chef's kiss, perfect. <laughs> it's funny because I, as I was watching it, I kept thinking... I kept having to catch myself because I was like, "Ugh, this is so cliche. And I was like, oh, wait, no, this started the cliche. And then there's something. <laughs> <laughs> was I like, know, follow the yellow brick road. I was like, like Every single like moment is a cliche. Like yep. in, in that way, it was just like, you know, I, I found myself wanting to stop the movie and watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou once we got to the like <laughs> OEO scene. Yes. You know, it's just like yeah. everything has been homaged. Everything has been like redone. And it is, you know, it, it I, is kind of hard to like detach. It's kind of like watching a Hitchcock movie. You know, it's like watching Psycho. Oh, and I, I had yeah. to like, remind my fiance that Wreck-It Ralph did the Oreo. Like Oreo. Yo, oh my God. Yo, and I was I, like, no, don't you rem- That's the only thing I remember from Wreck-It Ralph. It's seared in my brain. <laughs> I just remember wanting to leave. (laughs) Ooh, shots fired. Um, One of my favorite Simpsons gags I did not realize was a reference to Wizard of Oz. It's an episode where Henry Kissinger shows up to the nuclear power plant and drops his glasses in the toilet. And Homer finds them and puts them on. And then he says the line that the scarecrow says at the end when he gets his diploma where he's oh like, God. the two sides of the isosceles triangle is equal to the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? At, at like the way yeah, into the yeah, moon yeah. where he yeah. says that. And then somebody in the next bathroom stall goes, it's a right triangle, you idiot. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had no I idea mean, that that was a I wasn't going to s- I mean, yeah. like, I feel like that that is kind of the joke because like he's like, I have a brain. Yeah. But also he's wrong. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you'd have to kind of like, you know, no trigonometry to oh, right? get that. So yeah, it's, it's like, like there, there are layers. There are layers to yes. this to this joke. I like that. What did you guys think? I thought the whole the whole ending where he's just like, I felt a bit flim flammy where he's given the award and the heart and the and the diploma. It it seemed a bit snake oily, like he just made up a reason that he was well, trying to distract them. Because he is them a humbug. He's a complete yeah. humbug. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, like upon rewatch, I kind of enjoyed that. Was like this idea that you need validation by an institution in yeah. order to yeah. feel like you have uh, yeah. any kind of validity. And I um, think this becomes more of a thing in the book where it's apparent that they all had these things to begin with. Sure, right, yeah. exactly. So and constantly it's, and comes it's like, up with plans. Tin Man shows compassion. Lion is constantly running ahead even though he's terrified to, to yeah. help save the day. Except yeah. in the movie. <laughs> except well, except, but the, like, except the in book, the movie where he is a demonstrable no, coward the, constantly. The book <laughs> up that all these people except for Dorothy who doesn't have home 
uh, unless you've taken into account she's going to move to Oz in three books, and then that will be her home. Like, they all already have what they think they're lacking. So, yes, right. the wizard doesn't actually give them anything. What he does, though, he, is he tricks them. He psychologically tricks them yeah, into yeah. believing now they have the thing. Like, literally for the lion, he pours liquid into a bowl, and he's like, that's courage. Drink it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally gives him liquid courage, <laughs> and that's liquid, a joke. Yeah, right. Ryan <laughs> gets wasted. Yeah, he's like, ah. Yeah, you know, I feel like it, upon rewatch, I was like, it is. It, it was a little bit of cynicism in a way that I thought was clever. I guess because, like, again, like demonstrably, they have every. You know, like obviously the scarecrow is the you know the smart one. The the Tin Man is the compassionate one. Yeah, the lion is the uh, bad writing in the movie. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> they, they clearly couldn't figure out how to make that work. I'm sorry. I'm glad you didn't like the lion. I thought it was just me. I felt bad. I was like, no, he does not hate. work. He doesn't no, work. He has the like worst him. song. Yeah. Um, he, I don't like the way he, he sings. He doesn't uh, like he, he he doesn't ever demonstrate courage. He's constantly being dragged into things. He never has a moment where he's like, "I'm gonna do the thing" without someone like forcing him to do it. Uh, like, do yeah. For Dorothy. yeah, he 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 never works. But the other two do, and it's just like that's fine. Uh, so I feel like it's a. Uh, um, I, th- I thought it was a clever kind of send up almost of just like this uh, culture that we very much still live in, arguably more so today, where it's like, it, you know. Um, like the sort of gatekeepy culture. And it's kind of ironic because we have all these discussions around, like especially like in publishing, for instance, where mm-hmm. it's like you're not a real author until you get published by a like real reputable uh, publishing, company, rep- yeah. you know, publishing house. You know, people are like constantly trying to fight back about this because like I know personally, like we know personally people who like have been published by like, you know, real publishing houses and just got completely screwed over and didn't have any success and went, screw it, I'm going solo. And then they self published and were just like wildly more successful and way more um, uh, respected as self-published authors. And yet that uh, expectation of like um, validation through uh, an institution is still there. Yeah. And um, I don't know. And it's something it's like, I can't say that I don't like have that. That's honestly kind of one of the big stigmas about being a YouTuber is the lack of validation of an institution. And so um, uh, I don't know. I thought, I think it works like as a joke and it's interesting that you don't ever really see that joke anymore. Like the sort of like the send up of this idea that like, well, you actually have this thing, but I'm going to make you feel like you needed to earn this, you know, yeah gatekeepy thingy yeah and i do think it's very clever how he the wizard pulls it out of his ass like yeah uh, you want <laughs> he's a snake oil salesman okay. i'm telling you this guy's yeah. a bullshit no, that's artist precisely what he is because yeah. i mean look they don't really explore it in the movie but the backstory of of oscar diggs is that he's literally that he went into the circus he was the balloon act to draw attention <laughs> to the circus and he got blown off course and the reason he becomes oz is because the first two initials are oz and in oz all their rulers have always been named Oz or Ozma, and he just rolls with it. He's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> totally. He's that guy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, sounds like an eighties. Sadly, movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that. I just think of the fucking what's his fuck. Oh, that movie. Uh, Frank, <laughs> that was the great, yeah, the, the James Franco movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the Oz one. Because that, that was like, the, I mean, like sadly, that was kind of like the plot of that movie. Was just like, oh, he's a snake oil salesman, but he yeah. learns to be sincere. But and the thing is, uh, Oz doesn't. Ever really learn to be sincere in fact when they're like when scarecrow is like oh you're just a humbug he's like yes that's precisely what i am like he (laughs) knows what he is (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway snake oil salesman aside i will have to say this about it and this is going to be hot take unpopular opinion but it's only my opinion 
I was a bit bored. Get out. It's it's very it's pretty. The sets are beautiful. <laughs> the designs are wonderful. The set, the costumes are great. All that, yada, yada. There's nothing against it, but I found myself just being like, okay, I've just, <laughs> I, I'm ready for this to be over. Uh, and, and just a sort of impatience while I was watching it. So kind of what I was talking about earlier when I said, I don't know what's to be drawn from remaking this. And that yes. goes beyond just when we talk about like, oh, I can't believe they're going to remake this thing because like we loved it. I, I, I don't mean it in that sense of like, oh, it's precious and it shouldn't be touched. I mean more like this feels very old to me. It feels very much of that era. And I don't necessarily feel not that I no one's asking me to remake it, but I, I, I don't see why there'd be a reason to redo it and just be like, we need to update this. And there's this thing that like new audiences need to see. It seems like. Well, I feel like if you were bored by it, it was uh, because of the the way it was told, not necessarily the story itself. That's true. Yeah, that's a valid point. That said, I do disagree because I, I Ooh, like I wasn't bored. Like I, I mean, because I, I I mean like I I I don't know. It's just like I can totally see what you're saying, but like I think my problem with it really isn't really so much the movie as a whole, so much as that it's just like you're so taken out of it by how referenced it is by every other goddamn thing. Yeah, that's true too. So it's like kind of hard to stay in it. Mm. Um, Cause I guess that's a nice thing about the sound of music, especially like the second half is once you get out of like the songs you've heard 8 million times, you know, the second half is just a movie unto itself and you can just kind of watch the movie. Whereas the wizard of Oz is like every single frame and every single line has been like referenced 8,000 times. Death, yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of hard to really evaluate it as it's, own thing rather than just like this like icon that has just you know is just a meme of a movie basically that's a good point point. it was kind of like the first time i saw casablanca and realizing Uh oh my lord all of that stuff comes from this movie (laughs) (laughs) although i did i did actually do a casablanca rewatch pretty recently Mm -hmm. and i'm like i think that one holds up too yeah i liked casablanca the first time i saw it too i remember feeling like that's when you feel really proud of yourself as a snob. When you're yeah. like, I really liked this thing that's a classic that I everybody liked this likes. this old thing, yeah. even though it's in black yeah. and white. I'm so sophisticated. Oh, no, Look but at then me. there are the other people who are like, you just like Casablanca because it's an old thing that everyone knows. <laughs> no, it's because it's got Nazis in it. It's because it's it's good. Yeah, if yeah. there's Nazis in it, that means it's deep. <laughs> Just like the sound of music. <laughs> sound of music was deep, bro. <laughs> sound of music is deep, bro. God. One of my other big notes is um, fuck Glenda. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, at least in the movie. In the movie, yes. <laughs> she's just she's an opportunist. She's just taking advantage of all this shit. So we haven't seen Wicked the Musical. So this will be a good primer for oh, when wow. inevitably Broadway yeah. opens back up and we go see I Wicked. I never thought I would say I cannot wait until Broadway <laughs> opens back up and I can go see Honestly, a fucking yeah, musical. Think, yeah, Wicked Holy is going to be shit. fun. Like, when, I'm going to be like we, scream crying I, in the fucking seats. <laughs> I'm going to be so like, excited. You're going to be like running up the aisles. We're like, I'm so glad to get back yeah. into these cramped ass oh. seats. Oh. Like, Look, with I'm my just, little notepad. I'm just saying, on that my day... Music. Can I please get first right of refusal to come see Wicked with you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because I too have a mighty well, you need. You probably remember, yeah, because like I was like thinking about the book Wicked, uh, mm-hmm. which which yeah, I, I hate. Think yeah, I hate it too. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> like, that's why I'm like the book I, so much. I like the book is really like. This to is be clear, when we're talking about it's book. Hateful. We're not talking about the musical book. We're yeah, talking not, about not the book novel of the musical book. The okay, book. good. Yeah, like Gregory <laughs> Maguire, as we say in the south, <laughs> bless his heart. Um, 
he's just a very cynical writer. And I think that's part of like his, like, especially in the nineties, it was like really novel for like, get it novel. It was really novel for that to be like the whole, like, Ooh, you're doing a, 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 a gritty retelling of fairy oh, tales. Christopher Ooh, Nolan style. That, yeah, it's like Christopher Nolan in Oz. And so that's wicked. And I'm Can you imagine the Christopher Nolan version of Wizard of Oz? Yeah, oh my I mean, God. I guess my thing was like, I couldn't remember what about Glinda was like her deal in the book because in the musical, she's you know, only there in the beginning and then she disappears. Yeah, because yeah. in the musical, she's she a doesn't really have a thing character. in the book. <laughs> and in the book, she's like, I, I don't know. She's like a star fucker. I can't remember. Oh. Like, <laughs> she's like hardly in it. I don't know. I guess in fairness, I haven't read the book in like 20 years, yeah. uh, but I remember really hating it because it was just like so, I guess like I have a problem with authors that are very um, superior to slash detached from their protagonists and are just like judging them constantly. Right, you like, can't that's judge just a, the characters you write. It's not a good way to write yeah, stories. Yeah, I don't know. Just like, I don't, I don't like, like, you know, Chuck Palahniuk. I, I just can't stand that. And then like Gregory Maguire is just like, if you just want to feel holier than thou with your protagonist, then like Gregory Maguire is your boy. But yeah. like, I, I, it is honestly kind of wild to me that he was as successful as he was. And that Wicked the Musical is basically like a Disney movie. Like it is so... Unlike his book, except I guess in context, and then like yeah. uh, rather it, like I guess the premise is more or less the same. Yeah, but anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> it's like the Monsters University of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I guess like because basically it's like trying to show the Wicked Witch of the West is like having a valid point. She's like a sort of PETA activist, but yeah, um, she, yeah she's a she's a terrorist uh, for animals, yeah, she, right? Yeah, she's a terrorist <laughs> for animals, but it's kind of like bombing you know, slaughterhouses and whatnot, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's Weather kind of like the way Game of Thrones ended, where it's just like you know, what if woke, but too much. He wanted to end slavery too hard. It's like guys, maybe. Maybe this is not the Guys, like scale uh, it back, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to scale it back. It's just like ah, uh, maybe maybe this isn't the like uh, um, agenda you want to. Because <laughs> like in the Oz, animals are people. You know, it's just it's weird. Well, because in Oz, animals can talk, and yeah. then and and this is in the books too, which comes down to also then Dorothy at one point goes, why can't Toto talk? And then it turns out Toto can talk. Toto just doesn't want to talk. Actually, oh shit, okay. <laughs> He's like the silent Bob he, he of the story. He chooses not to. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, though, straight up, I'm not even saying this ironically, best actor in the film was Toto. Well, Toto, most successful actor. Yeah, she's just, oh, exactly, always hitting her marks, was just sort of fucking running around, <laughs> like, follow. I was, like, really impressed. And I don't ever notice animal actors. Yeah. But I was just like, that fucking dog's on point. <laughs> well, I think the funny thing is, like, as I was watching it, because, like, I was like, mm, maybe our next dog should be a Karen Terrier. They're like, mm, you know. Karen Terrier. So you'll find this funny. In later Oz books, uh, mm-hmm. they stopped drawing Toto as that kind of terrier and started drawing Toto for a brief moment as a Boston terrier. Interesting. Ah! <laughs> and then he talked and had a Boston accent. <laughs> you, you literally broke Zoom with that high-pitched squeal. <laughs> Zoom just literally was like, I don't know how to process this sound. We should wrap it up, but before we do, we should talk maybe about a couple of songs. Considering that we're on the musical. It is a musical after all. It is musical. Uh, it, it does seem to cut out after, what, like, same thing as Sound of Music, like around halfway through, right? Yeah. You kind of stop singing songs It's like the last one is uh, when we get to the Emerald, or, uh, yeah, actually, come to think of it, it's like, this happens in Disney movies a lot, where the worst song is the last one. <laughs> um, and, of course, by that, I mean King of the Forest, the Cowardly Lion's shitty song. <laughs> that sucks, and I hate it. 
I am. I, I agree. Hardcore. You you and I are like the this. Yes, yes, like finally, this meme we agree right on something. Yes. <laughs> you see, what they cut from the movie was the jitterbug, and that would have been a banger. Fucking wham. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. That, like, that? as a, as no, a no. pace <laughs> thing, like, you have, like, the horse of a different color, and it's kind of like an upbeat song. Mm-hmm. And But the problem is, like, narratively, you're kind of slowing down, so it's good to have an upbeat song there. And then they're like, oh, you can go see the wizard. And then they have this, like, drag of a song. Kave, do you know the, do you remember the line the witch says about, I sent a little insect to do something to them? Like, do you remember that at all? Like, while watching it? So that was supposed to be the setup for while they were in the woods, they were supposed to be attacked by a bug called the Jitterbug, who was supposed to like dance them to death and then drag off Dorothy or something. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And the song was like a swing dance. Oh, okay. And it's a great song. If you if you pick up the two disc remastered soundtrack, like it's on there, and okay. it's great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, so it could have been our banger. We had yeah, seriously <laughs> fun. King of the forest. <laughs> All right, Wizard of Oz, guys. Seems like uh, it was what? I mean, you guys are going to give it five stars. It sounds like. Look, I love it. To me, I'm like it's kind of like giving a lullaby five stars. It's just like <laughs> it's. I don't know. It's it's hard to rate. It's I guess it's it's yeah. It's like I think it's it, there are things that become so um, imitated that they honestly become hard to assess, and I feel like this is one of them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also thought it was boring, but <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyway, well, thank you guys for joining us for the discussion of Wizard of Oz. You can come for him at Cavatahera. <laughs> At uh, at Twitter. It's fine. I don't hate it. People can like yeah. it. I just sort of got bored. Well, I mean, That's you all. were. You know what's funny? It's like you were worried about losing your hateful edge and. <laughs> You're back, baby. This is this is <laughs> that's not being that's not me being hateful. This is more me being like I got just kind of it was fine. It just, I don't know, Kava. You better be careful before someone drops a house on you. I'm totally right? scared yeah. now. Fuck. I'm like, are, are, yeah. are they call yeah. them Aussies? What do you call you people who love Wizard of Oz? Aussies, normies. Aussies. All right, normies. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against it. I just like I said. I just thought I got. Yeah. Now I'm getting so defensive. Yeah, you, now I'm like, please don't kill me. Yeah. Come for him on Instagram at. <laughs> don't worry, Kave. It'll be an accident by way of natural disaster. I know, right? And yeah. then Lindsay will be like, I didn't mean to kill him. It just sort I don't of know happened. Where you live? I have no idea why that water. Yeah, we're talking like officer. I'm talking like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and you can That's find me Judy at Garland the Lindsay Ellis on Twitter and at name brand Lindsay uh, <laughs> on Instagram. And you can find us at Musical Splaining on Instagram and Musical Splaining without the N on Twitter because they don't allow that many characters. And uh, you can find me at Nelochronism on Twitter. And also you can find my podcast, Apocalypse Book Club, at Apocalypse C on Twitter. Okay, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us, Nella. Always my pleasure. But again, seriously, lovely. invite me to Wicked for Christ's sake. <laughs> we will, we we will, will see when, you. When the plague year ends we will 20 see you years at the theater. from now. We'll be screaming, singing. It'll be yeah, lovely. We'll see you we'll at crying, the- weeping tears. <laughs> We'll see you in court after the vehicular manslaughter. <laughs>